Welcome to Disney Planning Insights Top 3, where we come up with our three best or worst answers to fun Disney categories like favorite restrooms and worst lines to stand in. We pick a new category from the list each week and have 20 seconds to come up with our answers. Join in on the fun by posting your answers in the comment section below or by submitting a category on our website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. Now into this week's episode after a quick ad from our friends at Anchor. Business trip. Um, the people <laughs> <laughs> it does tingle a little bit. I'm here, I swear. <laughs> Magic trick. Is the, is the intro over? The intro's over. Oh. That was quick. Um, I had to get my water. I was parched. Hey, everybody. It's Matt with the DPI Podcast. I got Peter on the other side, and it is top three time. <laughs> uh, if you've been here before, thanks for coming back. If you haven't been here, we're going to randomly draw a category out of a bag of poker chips, and we are going to have about 20 seconds to figure out our top three or bottom three for that category. This week... It's kind of nice because I'm not going to pull a chip out. No. This I mean, was he's got a moment to think about it. This is an unfair advantage. No. This was predetermined, and you you have a moment to think about it as well because you were the one that brought it up last week that we didn't do it. We are uh, doing our top three disappointments from D23. Yeah. You knew it was coming. I did. It's time to think. Do you want to go to Disney? Contact me at Princess of the Mouse Travel, and I'd love to work with you on your amazing itineraries. <laughs> All right, we're back. So tonight's category is the top three disappointments from 2023 destination D23 that Peter and I were lucky enough to go to this year. Um, Peter, I'll let you go ahead and start with your number three disappointment. <laughs> and then we have a joint number one disappointment. We do. Just like, just like our top, where we both skipped our true top to then put in our number one. <laughs> yes. No, no. yes. We have a joint number one complaint but not a complaint but and it's not really a complaint it's just uh hey i wish there was you know um maybe a, a little bit more so this is not necessarily on my end but this is just what i heard from a lot of people at d23 so saturday and sunday the the break when there was lunch was poorly planned because you're going to have a couple thousand people all at one time want to utilize the quick service restaurants, the reservation restaurants, and all of that stuff there at the Contemporary Resort. And from what I heard, now Matt and I on Saturday had a reservation in Magic Kingdom over at Skipper Canteen because we had park tickets for that day. And then Sunday, 
we had reservations over at Chef Art Smith, so we bailed a little early to get over to Disney Springs. So this did not directly impact me, but I heard a lot of D23 goers talking about how they were disappointed that it just wasn't thought through. Now, granted, there was this sort of like a la carte buffet out under the awning just outside the convention center. There was a bunch of tables set up, and I kind of mentioned this, like you could go up and you could grab your stuff and then go over to a cash register and pay for it. But when people wanted something a little bit better, maybe a little bit more substantial than just the stuff off of that buffet line, um, people were trying to like get quick service orders on mobile order at some of the, the little places there at Contemporary. And some people said at like 10 a.m. they were trying and the earliest arrival window was like 3 p.m. What yeah. am I supposed to do about <laughs> that if my goal is to, to view all these panels and and be fully immersed and involved in D23. So um, the choices were either like, just have kind of the the burger wrap stuff in that buffet line or it, not really any anything else because it, it just, I don't know, whether through staffing or whatever else, maybe it just wasn't planned as well as it could have been for food for people during that lunch break. Um, so that's gonna be my number three logistic kind of thing that that could have been done a little bit better um matt what is your number three over at d23 my number three is going to be a logistical thing thing as well um because when we got there we asked a lot of people about special event buses and nobody knew what the hell we were talking about it's like they ran this event without letting the staff know hey we're gonna have five thousand people here for this event and they may be staying at your hotel this might be a question that you get here's how you answer it um but there weren't special event buses and if if you didn't want to take an uber or a lyft to the contemporary to get there you had to bus into magic kingdom or bus to another park and then bus into the contemporary um to get to this event and one of the issues that i had with that was when you could bust into magic kingdom you had to go in through security so i would i would hit security into magic kingdom to get to the path to go to the contemporary or i'd hit security at the ticket and transportation center to get onto the monorail and then when we left the event, I would go through security again to get to the park or to get to transportation. And it was just kind of a pain in the ass that they just didn't have a bus that said, hey, this bus is for Pop Century, Art of Animation, Caribbean Beach. And just run a circuit bus at the beginning of the event and at the end of the event. It just made getting to and from the contemporary kind of a pain in the ass. And it just, it was frustrating. Well, and on that topic, I heard um, just to that point, like the Ubers were being rerouted. Any Uber that asked for contemporary was being rerouted to ticket and transportation center as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So you were you were having to go through security. So if you were carrying any sort of camera equipment, if you were carrying the bag that they gave you as part of the event, you were probably getting stopped. 
So it just, yeah, it just, it was kind of a pain in the ass. And that was, that was one of my biggest frustrations with the entire event was just how do we get there for a nine o'clock start when you have to get on a bus and you have to walk, you know, from Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary or whatever. It, it, yeah, it was just, it was just kind of a pain. So mm -hmm. that is my number three. Peter, let's go ahead and get to our number twos. Yeah, so I'm going to actually kind of piggyback on what you just said. There was, I forget what day, sa it was Sunday. It was Sunday. No, because we wouldn't have been getting on the monorail. Oh, it was, it was Saturday because we were park hopping over to Epcot. Um, that's what it was. So Saturday, we got done, and you and I kind of bailed from the session 15 minutes early because we wanted to get a jump start on getting over to the Epcot event because we were we had park tickets but even if you did it like the event was going to end and then when you could get free entry to the park as part of one of our top 3 awesome things was the Epcot event that they ran and yeah. so Matt and I wanted to fully take advantage of that and so Leaving the contemporary, the thing that makes the most sense to do is ride a short monorail ride to TTC and do a quick transfer over to the Epcot monorail to get over to Epcot from the contemporary, which is what I have to imagine the vast majority of people of D23 goers did. And to get onto the monorail at contemporary, you have to go through a very small security area it is a single metal detector. It is a single, if not two person operation beyond the metal detector to check bags and then proceed up the escalator up to the platform. Well, as I said, we bailed a few minutes early. So we went through security and while Matt was dealing with his security frustration that he just brought up, I mentioned to the security officer, I said, you all better get prepared because there's going to be probably somewhere around a thousand people that are going to be coming through security here in the next 30 minutes to an hour. And the security guard was like, why? And, and I was like, because D23 is going on downstairs. And she was like, it is. I go, yeah, and it's about <laughs> to end and they have a, Epcot event for us. So there's two to 3,000 people downstairs, and I have to imagine at least half their transportation is probably going to feed through you. So you're going to get a big influx late in the day when the security staffing was clearly skeletoned. Because yeah. there was like all of two people <laughs> there behind that metal detector. And the look on this cast member's face was that of shock. And so to Matt's exact same point, how, if we know that Saturday we're going to allow people to go to Epcot for free for this big event that almost everybody is going to go to, how did we not let the most convenient how did we not foresee the most convenient transportation option which is to get on a monorail and then get on a second monorail and therefore the you only. have to go through 
Like, exactly, because the only other way to go there is to walk into Magic Kingdom, take a bus to maybe the resort you're staying at, and then either bus or Skyliner or boat to Epcot, depending on where you're staying for yeah. the event. So the thing that makes the most sense is to get on the monorail and then monorail over to Epcot. And these poor security people, <laughs> while we were checking, while Matt's bag was getting checked, this security guard that I was talking to walked around, held the line, went and told, I believe, a supervisor, and then came back and thanked me for the information. Because <laughs> I'm assuming supervisor probably sent out a, ah, cancel all breaks, cancel all breaks. <laughs> I, I don't know, it just... It, it just didn't make sense to me. I was just sitting there like, huh, we didn't plan that very well if we didn't disseminate this information along. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was, I think it goes to our first two points that communication at the contemporary and at the surrounding areas, security to Magic Kingdom, uh, the other mo monorail resorts and the TTC, they didn't know what was getting ready to happen and it's and it's not like now granted like contemporary has a convention center right there's conventions there all the time but this convention is specifically disney fanatics so most other conventions you know the business people come in they do their meetings they do their breakouts they do their trainings they maybe go have a nice dinner up in california grill or maybe go down to steakhouse 71 and then they get back in their shuttles, vans, buses, whatever, and probably go out to their Hiltons and their Drury's and, and whatever. Like, your convention is a several thousand Disney fanatics. Yeah. You're going to release them, and they're going to go Disney it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it was just, again, again, it was, it was a lack of communication. And, um... I think my number two might give you a little bit of insight onto why. Because my number two is we got a pre recorded message from Bob Iger. Oh, that wasn't that was on my I got, <laughs> that was my if it wasn't but don't worry, I have another number one. Hey, that was frustrating. And, and and not because I wanted to be in the same room as Bob Iger or anything like that, but it goes to the same point of you've got 5,000 people say that bought tickets and we bought the cheaper tickets at like $350 a ticket. There were $700 tickets that were the front half of this convention center. And we get there and they open up the show with a pre-recorded message from Bob Iger. I mean, what, you couldn't jump on your jet? Give us a 10-minute, hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming. And then jump back on your jet and go ever, wherever the hell you were? You'd be back in California by noon. Exactly. You could have come in the night before, said hi to us, and been back in California by noon. As soon as that happened, I knew the event wasn't serious. As soon as that happened. We already had an idea of what, we were running ourselves into because of how late everything was done. But that was kind of the nail in the coffin that said, 
yeah, this is a second tier event this year. And it kind of pissed me off when that happened. Just, you know, again, you pay a, a, for a lot of people, a lot of money to go to this event. And you already felt like it was over before it started. So, you know, I guarantee next year when it's in Anaheim and they actually have a big event because they're going to announce the expansion to, uh, Magic Kingdom. They're going to announce the expansion to Animal Kingdom. They're going to announce the Disney Forward Project and what that looks Disneyland Forward Project and what that looks like. It's going to be a big event and his ass will be on that stage saying look at us. Look at how good we're doing. But when it was a second class event he didn't even show up. So yeah. That's my thoughts on that one. <laughs> I'm hey. just sitting here like Somebody screaming at somebody at the dinner table. Yeah. No. We're Disney fans, and that was really, really frustrating to have that happen. So, my number two, Iger not showing up and just pre-recording a message and just saying, hey, yeah, thanks for helping us. And it was the 100th Disney Destination D23 100, and he doesn't even show up. Just, <laughs> it was frustrating. Let's get to our number ones. Our number one and a half. Peter, before we get here, where can people find you? <laughs> uh, over on Facebook is the best place to find me. Uh, Princess of the Mouse Disney Travel. I would love to talk to you about your Disney vacation. Um, this top three that we're doing doesn't exude come to Disney, but um, the rest of, like, again, we had a great time at D23. This entire episode is just us, like, nitpicking some things <laughs> for improvement. So in the event that you know, whoever might, you know, Rob or Josh or you know, Bob, <laughs> whoever, like, you happen to stumble across this, here's some, just some takeaways from some people that were there. We had an amazing time, um, but the rest of our trip was amazing. You know, we yeah. spent some days in the parks. We went to the, we went to the not so scary party. We, we just, and we had laughs until our sides hurt. I mean, we just had an amazing time down there. And I would love to help you plan your trip as well. Um, 2024 is absolutely starting to get busy. I think I've booked five trips in the last few weeks. Um, so I would love to help you get your 2024 ready to go as well. Never too early to start talking about 2025, but uh, can't book that until about the middle of next year. So 2024, great deals through basically through March, already available. Yeah. Uh, so you know, able to book people on 25% offs and 35% offs and dining cards and all sorts of little things, depending on uh, what services you have. So we'd love to talk to you back to the negative aspect of this. Episode. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, maybe you don't find me on Facebook. <laughs> uh, so my number one, my number one and a half is everything took place in this grand hall and it, it's kind of like matt's topic of it was clearly a second class event because basically versus having tons of speakers and tons of rooms and tons of options there were no breakout rooms there were no multiple sessions going on the whole event consisted of 10 Two of them being big events, the parks and the studios 
updates where they gave us a lot of awesome stuff and a lot of awesome information. And then the rest of it was just panels. But normally at these D23s, you would expect to see like three to five panels happening concurrently where you have to decide, oh, I'd like to go see that or, oh, I'd like to go see that. Oh, I'd like to go see that. This whole thing was under 15 total panels versus a normal day. And on top of that, it's normally a Thursday through Sunday event. Matt and I booked Wednesday through Monday so that we could go full to the wall Thursday to Sunday D23. And it was pick up your stuff on Friday, show up Saturday for about eight hours, show up Sunday for about eight hours, no options, no selections, sit in the exact same room with all the people simultaneously. And just, if you want to be here, don't be here. Again, kind of what Matt's second gripe of just, it it just wasn't, it it just wasn't a big convention. And, And for the price that you're paying for these tickets, like, I want options. I want lots of things. And yes, I know the writer strike and the actor stuff and all that stuff contributes. Hey, 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 to it. hey. Oh, my fault. Um, but <laughs> but it, it it's just it was really frustrating that two days, no options, all in one grand hall of the contemporary. Again, we had a great time at it, as I just said. But I don't know. I I would have just liked much. I would have liked to be much, much easier to quote Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. And, and okay, so my number one, I, I wanted you to pipe down. My number one was the exact same reason, but for a, a, a different, for, from a different angle. And it's the writer's strike and the actor's strike 100% impacted this event. 100%. The people that were there that were the big names were Broadway and were outside of the actors union. Yeah, they were like Disney employees. Like the it was cool to like see the voice of Mickey Mouse and Goofy and and all of that and Minnie Mouse and but those people aren't like Disney actors, right? Those are like on the payroll people. Exactly. That weren't part of the striking system. Exactly. And that played a big impact in how long it took for them to actually release the events and what panels they had and i think that if that wouldn't have been going on we might have had something more of what you were thinking it was going to be and what i was thinking was going to be a longer more intense multiple panel and in these panels you would have had you know kevin faggy and filoni and and all those guys talking about what's coming up with ahsoka and what's coming up with loki and, and all that stuff and instead we got the props guy and we got the director of you know development and it it just it was the the people that they could get without making the unions mad to talk about things i mean it was still good again like it it, was I mean, it was cool to see Chopper come out on stage. And it was cool to see the Muppets and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just want much... I I just... Like, it it didn't have its muchness. (laughs) Yeah, so it just... Yeah, it just... And that's kind of... It was a perfect storm on... 
everything just kind of made this event a lot smaller than it should have been for the 100th. There should have been a lot more. This should have been a a huge announcement showcase. It should have been a huge, hey, we're bringing in all the Disney stars to do this. And you have the rock at the Moana thing and all this BS. And it, it never could be that because of what was going on. So, I mean, the rock's wrapping his Maui part on college game day and not at D23. Yeah, and that's, um, you know, that speaks to, we didn't even get the lineup for everything until what, a week and a half before? Yeah, it was, it was not, it was maybe barely a month before. So I don't even feel like it was a month. Anyway, anyway, um, on to our joint true number one. Yes. Should I start or should you? <laughs> we, we did not communicate about this for the record. Like we... This is, there's yeah. no question, hands down. It was just, it was a bad situation okay. that people. So I'll start. I'll start. You chime in, right? Okay. okay. So, Saturday, session one is supposed to be over at noon. Josh tomorrow comes in during the parks panel. A bunch of other people during that same parks panel. You're going to get a blueprint of this cruise ship and you're going to get uh, a a map like a rustic looking map of the the new the new key on the cruise lines the lighthouse key and you're going to get this uh i'm like draw like you're going to it's just a bunch of like stuff you're going to get a bunch of stuff yeah. you're gonna get this, this. And this and this and this and this yeah you're going to get this little wallet folio and and just several like prints and and you're gonna get this little four frame mickey like all just stuff no that was in our our backpack um sorry i digress so you're, you're gonna get boom you know it was like that it was like oprah show it was the uh the exciting give stuff yeah. away oprah show you're gonna get one of those and everybody in the audience is gonna get one of those and everybody in the audience is gonna get one of those and then there was like a small break after the parks panel before three more panels and so everybody left the hall going hey where's that stuff that we got promised and they go oh we're gonna give it out at lunch break okay you'll give it out at lunch break totally fine uh so then we try to like leave at 11 50 again it's supposed to end at noon the tables are set up the people are standing there everything's ready to be handed out and we're told, no, you have to be in the room at noon. We'll go, okay, fine. Our reservation is not till 1235. It, it tightens our timeline a little bit, but okay. So now you've got hundreds of people packing the walls next to this exit. And then noon hits. Matt, you want to take it from here? <laughs> so yeah, so noon hits, and they're still talking. So they're doing, they're doing this cold read, which was fun, but mildly racist. Mildly racist, um, but they're they're doing this cold read. So it's 
It's the so, actor from Coco. It's Anthony Gonzalez, yeah. who is Miguel in Coco, and then a bunch of these other people. And the parts that they had him read were like typecast. Exactly. Yeah, they typecasted him into this cold read. But anyway, all right. Yeah. So this cold read is going on. Yeah. Keep so going. this cold read is going on, and there's people like, "Hey, it's noon." Can we leave? We've got reservations. We've got food that we're picking up. We've got stuff that we need to do. And they're like, you can leave, but you can't get the stuff. We, we've got we've to keep you in here until this is done. So they, people just keep gathering around these doors. And we were there the whole last panel, basically, standing against that wall. So the last 40 minutes standing against that wall and people keep crushing in and crushing in and crushing in. And now we're at like fire hazard yeah. level. They're trying to maintain aisleways. They're yelling at people that are standing there. There's nowhere for anybody to go. Everybody's wanting to leave at this point And you're basically holding us in the doors for a couple of pieces of memorabilia. <laughs> But not even like in the doors, right? Because people kept coming into the doorway and security and this one lady, I wish I remember her name. I wish I remember her name. Let's just call her Karen. I would, I would love, but I would love to name drop her here just in case anybody from Disney did eventually hear this episode. But this woman who was clearly in charge was on the trip of all power trips. Yes. About not letting us out until everything of this panel had stopped. And there's people on the phone with dining going, I'm not going to make my dining reservation. They're holding me hostage for a piece of, for several pieces of memorabilia. Like people are packing in front of the door. Security's going, this is a fire hazard. You're going to get us shut down. And we're like, it's freaking 1215. <laughs> we're a fire hazard. Cause you're holding us hostage. Yeah. Like, it was it was crazy and I get, according to my own free will i could have left but four hours ago i was titillated by these promises <laughs> and now i'm being told hold on it's not done yet <laughs> I'm looking on D23's website right now just because I, I wanted to see when the article was that they announced all the, the panels. But they have basically erased this event from <laughs> the website. They're like, on to next year. <laughs> Piss yeah. off. But anyway, so that was by far our joint number one. Yeah. We were basically held hostage for about four pieces of memorabilia. 20 minutes behind the published time before they finally said, Oh, okay, we're, we're going to let you go. It was, it was like that scene from the office when Michael kidnaps the pizza delivery guy. <laughs> and then like same result, right? They like hold us here against our will. And then just like, like nothing happened. They're like, okay, you can go. Well, and it, that just, it's set off of a, a chain of events too. I, I don't think and it would have been bad. Wasn't over. The panel still wasn't over. Yeah. So they let us out. We get our stuff. We get to Magic Kingdom. We're, we're like trying to fly to get to this reservation. We get stopped by the parade because oh, now yeah. the parade now the parade's on Main Street. 
we're stuck. Uh, we can't get we can't get through Town Square, so we're stuck there. We're just it was just like it was comical everything that happened at that point, and, and then we were like, do we really want to go back for the afternoon? I, I know Matt's like, well, I really want to go to this panel. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> I just I'm afraid for my life if I step back into that room. Yeah, yeah. We'll All right. Back. So that was top three. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Remember to join in on the fun by posting your top three in the comments below and by submitting your categories on our website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. Have a good week. Bye now.